Hi, I'm Brie Larson. And I'm Samuel L. Jackson. You all are about to witness a never-before-seen chapter of the Marvel Universe. We're going back in time. It's time for Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel. Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, with my co-host. This is Eli. Yep, and we're back with another episode, and this is a special episode. Eli, we are in the season now. Yep, superhero season. Superhero season. This is, the only reason, this is the only reason this podcast exists. Mm-hmm. It is upon us. It is upon Let's... us, because once we, we, we took a break for a while, like a long while. What was the last thing came out? Venom? Venom? Was it Venom? No, Spider-Man. Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah, okay. So we didn't take that long of a break, maybe three months or something like that, but it seemed like forever, you know. But for twenty nineteen, we're like we're like two towers on Helm's Deep. It has begun. <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so everybody's listening in. Yeah, we uh we got a chance to watch Captain Marvel this weekend. Um I'm pretty sure everybody else has seen it now because we're going to talk about the box office numbers in a little while. And normally what we do on this podcast is that whenever there's a big superhero movie that comes out or comic movie come out, we try to give a little backstory on it to let people know about who the character is and what we know about the character. Like I said, we're not experts or anything like that, but we know a thing or two about a thing or two. So, uh, Eli, I'm going to start off with you. Like I said, I'm going to pull it out of you. You got to give me something. (laughs) All right. So when was the first time you became familiar with Captain Marvel? Uh, the not Shazam Captain Marvel. The not Shazam Captain Marvel. We, should, should we get into that? <laughs> Let's get into that. I'm, I'm gonna try. Sure. To, I'm gonna try to run through that as fast as possible. Okay. So a lot of people are confused. What's going on? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. This. Captain Marvel. That. So there are actually Carol Danvers is not the first Captain Marvel. Like not by a long shot. And she's not even the fr- when. And matter of fact, the Shazam movie that's supposed to come out next month with Chuck, whatever that guy's name is, his character was the original Captain Marvel. That's where Captain Marvel started. And Captain Marvel was in the 40s, and he was super popular. He was, like, super popular. So popular, he even outsold Superman. DC didn't like it at the time because, if you notice, Shazam has a lot of similarities to Superman. But they sued him. Uh, The comic company that had him was called Fawcett, sued him, put him out of business. That was it. Of course, they bought him later on, but the point is that for a while, just Fawcett was gone. And there was no Shazam, and there was no Captain Marvel, and that was it. So when that happened, Timely Comics decided to snatch the name and change the name to Marvel Comics. And actually decided to make their own character called Captain Marvel. Uh, he was a, a Kree warrior who actually could turn into a teenage boy. So basically he was just a ripoff of Shazam himself. Mm-hmm. you know. And then Carol Danvers was just like his girl Friday, love interest, side chick, whatever. She was just a reoccurring character, just popped up. She was like CIA liaison or something like that. No powers. Nothing like that. She just popped up and that was it. Weird accident happened. She got superpowers. She became Miss Marvel and Marvel really tried to push her as the uh as their Wonder Woman. Like, oh, she's going to be our Wonder Woman. She never was. 
And no matter what they did, she always failed. She always flopped. Books always got canceled. Marvel always did stupid shit with her. Until about the 2000s when Marvel started to realize, okay, we don't have X-Men. We don't have Spider-Man. We don't have Fantastic Four. We got to start actually uh, like uh, putting effort into these other characters that we have. These Avengers, nobody give a fuck about. We need to start actually giving them good stories. And that was Carol Danvers also. So... Once Marvel actually became an interesting character around the time, actually led the Avengers for a while and all that bullshit like that. And around like 2012, they, she decided to upgrade from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel. Boom, and that's what we have now. So she's just the latest Captain Marvel. There's been a shitload of Captain Marvels in between. I kind of ran through them. Uh, one most notable, she's not even the first female Captain Marvel. And shout out to Cliff. I gotta have a shout out to Cliff. I know Cliff is listening to this right now. Uh, he said he was gonna boycott. <laughs> he said that, but I'm gonna get to that in a second. Uh, he said he's gonna boycott because, like I said, Karen Danvers is not the first female Captain Marvel. There was another female Captain Marvel, yes, named Monica totally Rambeau. Rem- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, named Monica Rambeau was actually the first female Captain Marvel, which we will talk about that later on. But we're not gonna talk about that right now. Uh, and you know, he said he was gonna boycott the movie. Said under no circumstances was gonna watch the movie. Did he watch the movie before we did? I think he did. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. Yeah, don't think I wasn't going to bring that back up. <laughs> Shout out to Cliff, though. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, for those that don't know who Cliff, if you've been hanging around the podcast for a while, he was the one that was uh cooking fish on like one of our early episodes. So didn't feed us anything. So, yeah. So that's the full up-to-date speed of Captain Marvel. There's actually a bunch of Captain Marvels in between in two, but we're not going to get all that bullshit right now. Main thing, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, that's what we're here right now. They rework the story because, like I said, there's been so much bullshit with uh, Carol Danvers, and they just finally figured out how to make her work. So they're just going to ignore the other bullshit that was going on, and basically it's a kind of a new origin story, but still staying true to what we had before, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, so should I talk about my first time with when well, i first time well i guess my but, but the funny thing about cliff cliff you know when cliff posted monica the other day right he totally reminded me of like oh yeah i remember that and when you asked me what was my first memory of captain marvel the non-dc one yeah not not shazam was secret wars exactly <laughs> secret wars for those that don't know secret wars is probably like the first uh, comic book crossover, like ever? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember she, that. Yeah, yeah she was I was in a there. kid. Yeah, I was a kid, like 10 years old. Um, I remember the toys. It was yep. a toy line and shit. And I remember at the time, we hadn't had superhero figures since like Mego. Mm-hmm. And this was like 84, 85. So I, I was deep. We were all back in the 80s, we were deep into Transformers. And like fucking He Man and G.I. Joe and shit. Star Wars was done. Return of the Jedi came out like a couple years before. They were done. So we were all moved on to G.I. Joe figures. And all of a sudden, I remember going to the toy store and seeing a wall full of Marvel action figures. And I was like, holy shit. I hadn't seen these since they were dolls, since the Mego dolls. They were bigger. You know, they hadn't had superhero action figures like that before. And what caught my eye was the Black Spider Man. That was my first time seeing Black Spider-Man. Which is the first time he showed up, you know. Yeah, that was like the origin. The Secret Wars was the first time the symbiote showed up. Right. And I just went, oh, oh shit, I'm Black Spider-Man. And I was like, oh, yeah, that just, you know. That was also the first time I ever seen Wolverine, too. I had no idea who Wolverine was. 
until I saw his action figure. I was like, damn, this guy looks dope. But right. I bought a bunch of figures that day. I bought a Kang <laughs> figure and Doctor Doom. Doc, yes, I, I, bought, I went off. I, th- I think at the time, I think that toy company like owned partly owned Marvel or something. Yeah, and, and they, they the made them company. make Secret Wars just to push those toys. Yeah, and because like Mattel, I think it was Mattel because Mattel had He Man, and right. they and and He Man had a cartoon. So everybody, all the kids knew who the fuck He Man was. So when Mattel got Secret the Secret War, the Marvel license. They're like, okay, well, we're not going to make a fucking cartoon, but you got comics. Why don't you, you know, write a storyline to go along with our figures that we just got from you? And right. then, so that's where the Secret War crossover event happened. And quite frankly, that was the that got me back into comics. Like a lot of characters I had never seen before showed up in that run, and that's where I, like I said, I never knew who any of the X Men were, mm-hmm. you know, and I was introduced to a lot of characters at that day yeah the absorbing man and the wrecking crew and and then captain marvel um you know and i just remember like yeah i thought that was cool and that was probably my first time yeah the my first i don't i forgot all about her you know i remember everything else about the story like you know she was she was a big deal in the 80s and then when the 80s ended she just kind of just went away yeah, and I, I, I like I remember the molecule man throwing a mountain and the Hulk catching it. I basically remember everything else besides her, you know. <laughs> so when you ask me what's my first memory of Captain Marvel, I'm like, I don't know. It, it still counts. That still counts because Secret I, Wars was a big deal. So, but it's like asking me when was the first time I seen Puck. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> Or dumb dumb Dugan. Like, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> right. She was just. Oh, I remember for me, it like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. For me, Captain Marvel in all her iterations, she's just been one of those characters I never really was familiar with or cared about. You know, even right. when she was running around in a stripper outfit with the lightning bolt on her. Exactly. You know? <laughs> they didn't know what to do with her. They were like, yeah. "Hey, make her hot." You know. Yeah. So I just. Like, going into this movie, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go see it just because it's a Marvel movie and it continues. It's another episode. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So I, I really had no expectations going into it because I'm not that familiar with the character or really cared about the character. So, yeah. <laughs> and like most comic book fans, none of us really cared about Captain Marvel. It's, it's something that Marvel pushed on us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like Is this it? movie. <laughs> right. They shove this movie and this character down our throat. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so okay, like I said, my first, well, okay, my first uh, interaction or first knowing anything about Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers is pretty much here's the thing, it's the same way that most of you know about her from Rogue of X Men. That's how everybody oh. knows her. Uh, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because really the only reason she's really even known or popular or anything like that because Rogue stole her powers and she kind of just disappeared for a while and that was it. So pretty much this is she's she's Rogue before Rogue, you know. So she's she's kind of like Barbara Gordon then, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, damn. Okay, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Basically, that's all she's known for is just getting fucked up. That's it, you know, or, or fridged, you know, how you want to say it. Yeah. So that's all she was known for. But Marvel is trying to, you know, rewrite the narrative and thing like that. And trying to, oh, no, no, no. She's cool, too. We don't own Rogue. But don't worry. She's just as cool. She's not. But we, let's pretend like she is for a while, you know. 
So that's my first interaction with uh, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, you know. And like I said, they popped up in the comics. All of a sudden, she became Captain Marvel because they kind of make her a thing. And Marvel keeps fucking up the character in the comics because she's always doing stupid shit. And the most stupidest shit was the most recent shit she did in the comics, which was Civil War Two. Yeah, I didn't read that. Nobody read that shit. Anybody listening, don't worry. There will not be a Civil War Two movie because that book fucking sucked. Like, I know more about Kamala Khan than I do Carol Danvers. I think she's a more popular character. When she yeah. be, when she graduated from Miss Marvel to Captain Marvel and Kamala Khan became Miss Marvel, and she became the most popular character. And, and she's kind of the reason, like, her and Miles Morales, why everybody just, okay, just make everybody black. Make everybody gay. Make everybody yeah. a woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, and that's the thing. So now we have the first, well, the MCU's, first female superhero not the first female superhero comic movie not by a long shot we had electra catwoman and supergirl and whatever the fuck you know but this is this must be a good one <laughs> yeah <laughs> supposedly but we'll get into that we'll, we'll talk about that in a second now should we get into the uh to the brief controversy i know we've been talking about this bullshit but just briefly uh sure Okay, just briefly, we're just going to get off this shit because, like I said, we're not here for that bullshit. There has been a lot of hoopla about people online, you know, basically attacking Brie Larson and attacking Captain Marvel for some shit she didn't even say, but they made this shit up just to attack her anyway. Bomb Rotten Tomatoes, bomb reviews, uh, making nasty comments everywhere, you know, spreading rumors and things like that. But here's the thing, Eli. We're going to talk about the numbers in a second, but in the long run, do you think these fanboys hurt the movie, or did they even help the movie by uh by giving it more publicity? I, well, I, obviously, I don't think they hurt it at all. You know, I don't think so either. <laughs> and I think it just gave the movie more attention. Yeah, so I guess it helped. And if you see her, I mean, she did you see that shit where she went to a movie theater like was serving popcorn and shit? Yeah, yeah, she went like in New Jersey or something. Like she just walked in. Yeah, and just, yeah. yeah, it's just like straight up. I don't give a fuck. I'm a Go to the movies. And just just, just like, out, out and shit. Just go walk in. Yeah, just walk in. Yeah, fucking big or fifty cent taking off his bulletproof vest. And right. shit you fucking fanboys be talking this shit. Talk that shit now. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's yeah, gonna say anything. He's nuts. He's nuts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everybody's quiet now. You know. Yeah. Oh, you you were talking mad shit on Twitter earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Just walked up to a fucking fanboy. Are you the one like <laughs> track his like uh his Twitter account now to find out who he was? Yeah, yeah. Here's your popcorn. I heard you're talking some shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So yeah, and like I said, I, we want to talk about this stuff, but all these folks that were bombing this movie and attacking this movie, they went and saw the movie anyway. I guess, yeah. They went. I mean, yeah. they they because they're so passionate about it, and they have to see it because they. This is the thing. People feel like they have to see. It. If you're invested in MCU, you have to see this movie mm-hmm. because you know there's going to be an end credit scene of five seconds worth of in-game spoiler. So you have to see it. You have no choice. So people feel like they're obligated to watch this movie. So yeah, they're bitching and moaning and complaining and and boycotting. You know, finger quotes. But they're gonna see the movie anyway, so they didn't hurt that at all. Yeah. I've seen some of the comments now, like everyone freaking about how, you know, the box office numbers came in about fucking Captain Marvel, you know, oh my God, big, big, huge opening, blah, 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 despite, you know, negative backlash. And then if you just read the comments, hey, 
I wasn't bitching because she was a woman. I was bitching because, like, um, because I'm a bitch. And, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, now they're backpedaling. Yeah, like, no, I, it wasn't because she was a woman. I liked Wonder Woman. And, and but I, it's just because she was, uh, 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 I'm a big, giant pussy, you know. <laughs> that's, like, that's pretty much all it was. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, that's what's going on with that. So, and. Now, another thing we're going to get into is about did the movie have a feminist agenda? Because that's not another thing they were getting pissed off about, but they're pretending like they're not getting pissed about it. Did the movie have a feminist agenda? Um, I think it. you could read into that if you wanted to, but I yeah. didn't think it was too because overly. The, right, because the thing is Brie yeah. Larson said the movie had a feminist agenda. Remember, one of the directors was a female. Okay, yeah. So... And that's another reason they got pissed off also. So basically anything she said, anytime she opened her mouth, they just attacked her. Yeah. And so. I think she and she's just one she's just an outspoken person. She's, you know. And but you can't be an that. outspoken woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AOC! AOC! <laughs> and another thing, because we another reason that uh, because basically they want this to be what Black Panther was last year. Black Panther was released in on in Black History Month in February. So this movie was released on International Women's Day. Oh, and of okay. course National Women's Month is March. So there was a big thing about it. They was even on the Facebook page. It happened on International Women's Day with Carol Danvers flying and shit, you know, whatever like that. So it's a big thing. You know. Oh um, that being said, can we actually move into the box office numbers and we can actually get into the the review. Sure. I think we just rambled on about some bullshit for no reason. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Eli, give it to me. What's number one? Uh, well, it's Captain Marvel. It, Captain Marvel, by far, 150 million. Okay, I'm gonna give you. Now, like I said, we don't have the official numbers yet, but they're estimating around 153 million uh, domestic wise, which I'm thinking is like, I don't know, six or some shit in the MCU or something like that. But it has hit 455 million worldwide already. Making yeah, it the sixth highest uh, grossing debut of any movie of all time. Like, so it's half a billion already. It's, it's half a billion already. So this movie looked like it's going to do a billion. <laughs> what the fuck? I <laughs> and I've been hey. saying this the whole time. You slap Marvel anything, it's going to sell. Yeah, no shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because like I, you know, I read comics, but I have no idea about her. But right. I still went and saw this shit, you know? <laughs> right, because you, you have to see it. I, I mean, you, you run a podcast, Eli. I, 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 honestly, I'd feel disappointed in you if I just did this review by myself. Like, I didn't see that shit. Yeah, well, I didn't see Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, you didn't, but you know what? I don't even blame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Hey, Ant-Man didn't do half a billion in a, in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's saying, like, it's already the highest grossing movie of 2019 already. Yeah, that's fucking huge. Yeah, so Captain Marvel. Uh, like I said, it's got a lot of stuff going for it. It's National Women's Day. You know, it's a month before Endgame. Cause let's let's be honest, we know a month before Endgame that boosts sales also, and I'm pretty sure all of that by design. Mm-hmm. You know, worldwide at all times, so it makes it seem like it's bigger than what it is. Uh, because it wasn't like the other movies where okay, we're gonna drop it over here or drop it in China, drop it there. You see that 455 million, you'd be like, oh, what, what's going on? I gotta go see it now. So the movie's gonna have legs. Mm-hmm. You know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit number one next week also until gonna be number one for a while. He's the end game. Um, yeah. So Eli, let's let's just get into this review now. I've been purposely avoiding you for the last three days. 
Okay. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to know anything about what you thought about this movie. I wanted to go in fresh, blind eyes. I wanted to just give it to me, whatever you thought about now. So try to keep it non-spoilery right now because we're going to dig into it later on. But uh, give it to me, Eli. What you think, score, all that, blah, 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 blah. I liked it. <laughs> I surprisingly liked it. More than I thought I would. Because like I said, I really didn't care about her or her. I wasn't familiar with her character. I'm not, like I said before, I'm not well-versed in the cosmic side of Marvel. Um, so going into this movie, I really didn't know what to expect. And I came out liking it way more than I thought. Um, I wasn't, I didn't think it was great. I think I wasn't particularly like blown away by it. Um, but I did have a good time with it. Um, I liked, I got into her character, like, like all Marvel movies, it's all about the character yep. and humanizing the character and making you give a shit about the characters. And that's pretty much what this movie did. You know, the action scene was action scenes were fine. It was run of the mill Marvel action fight scenes that were well, OK, sure. That's all fine and dandy. Nothing I hadn't seen before. But what really got me invested into this movie was this was the character was her character, her journey. So I came out of it like, wow, that was, I, jo- I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Because I went in pretty much, whatever, I don't care. Like, I was thinking it was like another Ant-Man, you know? Like, yeah. I I'm, I don't care. I don't, I'm just, it's filler, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I wasn't particularly excited to see the movie, you know, just because I don't know the story, you know? So in a way, it's the same thing after seeing the first Guardians movie. Because I really didn't, wasn't familiar with that. With that, with that, with their stories either. Yeah, and, and, and with that, they pretty much just threw the comic out with that movie. Yeah, and so I really didn't know what to expect from Guardians. Just like, oh, it's a space Marvel movie, you know. Uh, I'll go check it out, and I came out like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Right. You know, and that's kind of what happened here. It wasn't as awesome as Guardians, but I was like, wow, I, I, I had a good time. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I give it, I give it a, you know, four out of five. Go check it out. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Eli approved. <laughs> okay all right so yeah let me let me get my thoughts together see what i thought about this movie okay uh i liked it i don't think i liked it as much as you did um the movie just felt serviceable it felt like it was it did just enough to get you know to to be entertaining or to be give a passing score or to do everything it needed to do it didn't feel like it moved the needle didn't feel like it went above and beyond it just did its thing and that was pretty much it which you know, at the end of the day, is it entertaining? Is it fun? It is, and it's cool. Let me dig in a little bit deeper about what I think about this movie. Now, I do appreciate some things. Like I said, I'm not really familiar with Captain Marvel, but there are some things I am familiar with. I am familiar with the Kree and familiar with the Scrolls because the Kree Scroll War, like I said, that was all in the Avengers comics. And that I was actually anticipating to see that. Like watching Hala, you know, realize for the first time, that was amazing to me. Yeah. You know. I was like, oh, wow, that actually really blew me away. Like, that gave me, like, one of those, it's like one of these few times that these Marvel movies give me, like, a, a, a nerdgasm or whatever like that. You know, first time seeing Wakanda, you know, uh, first time seeing the Avengers on screen at the same time and seeing Hollow on screen at the same time because that thing had been around for, like, 50 years, you know. So that was amazing to me. Uh, watching the first time, the first, it's the Scrolls. I'm like, yes, we finally get to see the Scrolls because, to me, Captain Marvel wasn't the selling point of this movie to me. The Scrolls were the selling point of this movie to me. Yeah. Just to see them for the first time in live action. That was a selling point, you know. Yeah. Uh, what do I think about Brie Larson overall? Here's the thing. 
Brie Larson to me is the female Henry Cavill. I thought she looked the part. When she's on screen just standing there, she struck the pose. When she did when she did the superhero pose and nailed that shit. A lot of people saying she didn't look like Captain Marvel. Like to me, she looked like she stepped right off the comic. I mean, what if she want? You know, however, I did think she really didn't have any screen presence. That's just me. Now, I know people's going to say, but what about her Oscar? Fuck an Oscar, man. People, they give those things to anybody nowadays. So maybe she is this, you know, great actress or something like this. But honestly, in this movie, I didn't see it. Yes, she looked the part. Yes, she hit the pose. Yes, she did the action stuff like that. But some of these action scenes where it was just her caring about herself, that's what I felt like a couple times I was checking out, you know. But there was a saving grace in the movie, and that was Samuel Jackson. Because Samuel Jackson does have screen presence. I feel like he was put in this movie specifically to carry the heavy lifting for her. You know, I don't feel like, you know, acting wise, she can carry a movie like RDJ or even Chris Evans or even Chris Hemsworth can do. I don't think she's on that level. But you put her next to Samuel Jackson, who can pretty much play off anybody and make it seem interesting. Then those scenes work. But when she was interacting with anybody else, it kind of struggled. That's just me. So she was cool. But she's not Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. That's that's my thing. And I think I agree with you on, uh, to a certain extent. I mean, you know, although I, I you know, I'm. I don't mind Brie Larson, and I, you know, she'll always be Envy Adams to me from Scott Pilgrim. But I didn't mind her in this role. Right. But I think the fact that it wasn't until, I mean, spoilers, it wasn't until we got to Maria when she found her friend. That's when I really became invested. I think it was because she was bouncing off the other characters. Another reason I was checking out, I didn't like Maria either. Oh, well, I thought that when they, their, their reunion, was basically, oh, wow, I really care about this movie right now. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I felt like they were force-feeding that to us. I think they were trying to force I didn't. I didn't feel it. I'm sorry. I didn't feel it, uh, The the this long history between her and Maria. So yeah. that whole uh, thing they were doing, I was kind of checking out. Now, I did like her interaction with Monica, though. And it's not because girl? I know who Monica is and I know who she's going to be. No, I actually thought that the actress that played Monica, the little girl that played uh, Monica, was like really selling it. And I really thought they had a really good connection. So I like the connection between Monica and Carol, but between Marie and Carol, I was like, eh, I'm checking out. So. Yeah. Well, maybe it was just her performance, Maria's performance. Maria's monologue, where you explained everything, and you kind of find out everything in that scene. Yeah, because before then, together. everything was just a mystery, right? Yeah, right she, she was, you know, she, she couldn't remember anything, and all of a sudden, in that scene, you got the sense of, A, what was going on, her history, and B, you, their relationship all sort of came together in that one scene. And I was right. like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now now, now I give a fuck. You know? Right, because Maria <laughs> knows who she is, so she's basically telling who he is. And you know what? This movie started reminding me of another movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just one movie? <laughs> Just one movie. Just one movie. Even though I know they specifically threw some bullshit in that. Oh, remember this from that nineties movie and that movie? No, it was one specific movie. This movie felt like almost like a damn remake of, okay. okay. So you got this badass chick that has amnesia team. up with Samuel Jackson. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> with female uh, with the assassins that she used to work with coming after to kill her. And they yeah. can't talk to anybody because anybody talked to could happen to be a spy working for the enemy also. So they have to uncover themselves. What movie am I talking about, Eli? Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight. It's a remake of Long Kiss Goodnight in space. Pretty much. That's yeah. what this movie yeah. is. You know. 
And honestly, the movie had two different tones. Now, now I will say this about this. Like, the movie felt like two different movies. It also felt like Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie. You know, the fish out of water story or whatever. But I kind of liked it because they had the space scene in the first act. Then you had Earth scene in the, in the second act. I do feel like the Earth scenes were kind of... Because the, the, the space scenes, I was into the movie, Eli. I'm talking about I was, I was into it. Because every time, because it's fi- it felt like it was the first time that Marvel took space seriously. Because every other Marvel movie they do, they're like, oh, we got to tell jokey jokes. We got to throw a joke here and a joke there because nobody will take this shit seriously. So you got Raccoon, you know, saying all this crazy shit. And Thor is a fucking comedian nowadays. Like, no, when they was in space, they was actually taking the shit seriously. Like, no, this is a fucking war. So everybody's not going to be joking around and shit like that. No, we're taking it seriously. So I was invested in that. And I was like, give me more space shit. When it got to Earth, that's when it was kind of hit or miss about what they were doing, you know. Uh, I don't know. That's that's when the movie was kind of kind of rocky for me, you know. But yeah, overall, I I, I did like the movie. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil some stuff, stuff later on. But I will say this, Eli. Both of us called the plot of this movie last year. Did we? We did, or did I? I One of us did. I like we we flat out said the plot, everything that was gonna happen last year, and it played out exactly how I thought it would. Okay. Okay. So uh, another thing I like about the movie that wanted me, I wanted to see her go Super Saiyan. She went yeah. Super Saiyan. To me, that shit was awesome, and it kind of kind of that's why I'm like, okay, I got back, I got back in my seat. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go, you know. And mm-hmm. and plus, I kind of like the feminist agenda the movie had. Yeah, it was there if you look for it. I mean, you know, I, 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 I honestly, I felt they were beating you over the head with it. Me personally, uh, I guess. I mean, I didn't think it was. There was a couple scenes where, yeah, it was totally blatantly in your face, but yeah. I, I don't think it was constant. You know, I didn't feel like it was that. Yeah, you know, they were constantly shoving it into your face. That's just me. I thought they were. I haven't seen anybody get you know butt hurt over it yet. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see it next week. But I I felt like the movie really did lean into the feminist agenda with the whole plot, yeah. everything that was going on. I even went on Twitter. You know why they call it a cockpit? <laughs> <laughs> right, things like that. I even I even went on Twitter early before we even started this podcast, and some women were even saying like, "Yes, that thing that Carol Danvers went through, I went through that same thing, and I clapped." And like some women are actually, you know, relating to those stories. Like for us, it's foreign. You know, like the time when uh, the biker told her to smile. You know, oh let's 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 talk about another thing. I will give Brie Larson credit because there is one thing that she really did do in the movie. Like the whole like emotion thing, like no emotion. The reason she was trying to do that because she was trying to blend in with the Cree. The Cree basically told uh, train her to get rid of her emotions. Okay. So the beginning of the movie, that's why she was just a blank slate. That was done purposely. But the further the movie goes around, when she hooks up with uh, Nick Fury, she meets Maria, she meets uh, Monica. She starts loosening up more and starts having more personality. So by the time it ends, when she starts, you know, going Super Saiyan, she's having fun. And you see the transition from so because I, I I saw some other critics saying that there was no character development with Captain Marvel. I'm like bullshit. He actually did have character development. He actually became you know she she learned that she didn't have to be so stiff and rigid and had to conform herself to be this thing. She could be herself. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, can I give a score? I think I talked about yeah. this thing long enough. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna give a score. My score on this one, uh, three point five out of five. Like I said, fun entertaining movie 
it checks all the boxes but i think that's all it is aiming for and it wasn't aiming to be anything other than that it wasn't trying to be you know a uh like it wasn't it was just another movie it was another marvel movie we've seen a bunch of these yeah and maybe much. that's why i'm not gonna score it down because maybe this is the movie where we start like okay maybe we're starting to get su- superhero fatigue i'm not saying we yeah. get it every movie but I think this one is like, because everything they were doing, I feel like, okay, she's going to do this. Okay, they're going to do that. Okay, yeah. this guy's going to be bad. Okay, that guy's going to be good. I felt like in my head, I was predicting too much stuff, and I think it was taking me out of the movie. Yeah, and just like like what I'm saying, like the fight scenes, like it was nothing exhilarating. Was right, nothing like they were cool, you know, yeah. but. They were fine. You know, she sure, she kicked ass, and she showed she could kick ass. and But, you know, I was like, okay, another another fight on top of a train. You know? right. <laughs> or the same the same fight choreography we've been seeing in every one of these movies because the they same. use the same team in every movie <laughs> yeah i mean i did enjoy the last the the very ending when she went up by herself and you know, flying through all the ships and took on all the ships i mean that was fucking cool that shit pissed that me was off cool. that shit pissed me off oh really because that's the shit that superman should have been doing oh yeah of course that's but what we've i said never in seen him doing in these movies <laughs> that's what i said in the trailer it's like she's <laughs> Being Superman more than he was. Oh, like that shit pissed me off. Like in the comics, Superman does that shit like every other Tuesday. Yeah. But we can't get one fucking scene after 40 years of Superman just fighting a space army in space. Fucking crying in a cornfield again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. That shit shit pissed me the fuck off, man. Yeah. So as far as like action-wise, it was like, it it was, sure, it was fine. It was fine. It was serviceable. That's that's yeah, exactly. It's just like whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't anything I hadn't seen before, you know. And whatever, you know. That's all pretty much how I (laughs) I viewed it, you know. So pretty much same way. All right. So can we get into the spoiler section now? Sure. Okay. Let's dig into the spoiler section. Okay. So like I said, uh, I called it last year. The scrolls were not the bad guys. Oh. Okay, I don't I, remember you saying that. I remember saying, yeah, I, I knew specifically. I was like, watch this. The scrolls are not going to be the bad guys. The and that kind of pissed me off a little bit. How I did mean, that piss you off? I, I just, because, like, the scrolls are, like, a cool villain, you know? Cool. Well, see, that's I mean, the thing. The, the scrolls are a lot more coming. And, and here's the thing. a lot of yeah, I've seen a lot I mean, of people. Know, yeah, I know that some there's some good scrolls out there and shit yeah. that there's a... You know, but just the first time I'm saying the first time we get to see them on screen, right. they're going to be good guys. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. You well, know, I, I, I think I think they're trying to say that the war is more complicated than what we originally appear. And plus, they telegraphed it. OK, uh, Carol Danvers is being trained by a bunch of bad guys. Ronan, the accuser, Korath, yeah. the pursuer. Yeah, Korath, the pursuer, the, the, the dude you saw, he was playing the same guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. So she's running with a team of bad guys. So yeah. they kind of foreshadowing right now. They're telling you that yeah, these guys are bad guys. So, I guess. Yeah, I'm plus, just saying the first time we see the the scrolls on screen, that that they're they didn't turn out to be the you know the big scroll empire that we've that we're we, you know that we've seen in the comics and shit. You know that I, I, that's what you I know. Was what, if they would have did that, it would have reminded us too much of the Dark Elves from Thor two, Thor the Dark World. I, I'm, I don't know, but I, I'm just saying maybe they could have waited a movie before things got a little bit more complex, you know? I, I kind of like that they human. I mean, look, we know what they were doing. 
like you yeah, said, we I, talk yeah. about the feminist agenda. We know they were doing a political agenda and doing a social commentary yeah. with the scrolls also. I mean, I, I, it's not necessarily that I had a problem with it. I'm just saying I'm, I, I, I just wish they could establish the scrolls as a more vicious villain before then, then add. But that's the, know, but the, that's the thing of, that's not all the scrolls are vicious like that. Yeah, I get that. I know there's some that hide out in towns and, you know, that are disguising as humans. I mean, yeah, I've, seen, I've read some of those comics and shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, the first time we get to see the Skrulls on screen, they're good guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all. And that's, and that's all. the thing, because it, 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 it's turned people on the head. People are expecting to see these green lizard dudes. They expect them to be bad. So when you make them good guys, people don't see that coming. You know, and plus, like I said, I, in the comics, in the original comics, the Kree were the one that started the war. Yeah, the Kree like the, the are scroll like, was actually peaceful at first. Yeah, the the Kree are like these like imperial assholes. Right, <laughs> and and the thing is, and another thing I like about the scrolls, and I don't maybe they'll do this later on in the, in the movie once they get this whole deal uh, figured out. So in the movie, they say the Kree, you know, blew up the scroll home world, and that's why they are refugees stuff like that. But in the comics, the reason they're refugees is because Galactus ate their planet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully, and if you should be like, no, no, the Kree didn't do it. Galactus ate your shit, and you know that's why they're all over the place like that. So yeah, so I mean, because I, I like what they did with the scroll. Now we can still have some evil scrolls down the road, but the way they can do it, just say, yeah, that scroll was an asshole. Not all of us are assholes. I see what you're doing, SJW. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm an SJW now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're not all bad they're not all bad they can still have some bad <laughs> scrolls man that's all because yeah. that's how they were in the comics in the comics yeah there were some evil assholes going around trying to take over the plants like that but it's just like you said there were some scrolls that were just hiding out blending in raising their family didn't fuck with anybody you know but once they found out who they were the, the avengers came after them anyway they were yeah. like no all of you gotta go yeah I mean, yeah, I'm just saying for for so long, I mean, the Skrulls were usually established as bad guys well, until later on when, you know, yeah. When, when Bendis got his hands on them. Yeah. Basically. And then, and then, fuck, then they're, they're not so bad. And, um, yeah, but when, when they were first, but let's be honest, I love Stan. Look, I love Stan, but what I'm about to say is going to be fucked up. Stan was kind of xenophobic. Okay. And we know what the scrolls supposed to be. The scrolls are basically supposed to be Asians. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're supposed to be China, Russia. I mean, we know what they are. They were supposed to look. Anytime it's an alien invasion, we know what they're really trying to say in comics, sci-fi, fantasy, all the time. Basically, I suppose, yeah, invasions of the body snatchers. I get it. Body yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Illegal immigrants coming to our company, trying to uh, country and trying to assimilate themselves, where blend in, where we can't tell who they are. You know, same thing with the Mexicans. Same thing with. The Russians, same thing with China, something like that. And that was the thing he was trying to use with scroll because we know back then it was the the, uh, the Cold War. Yeah, you know, and they the was always, and, yeah. yeah. You know, the Russians, you know, blending in with us, but they're sleeper agents the whole time. Stan was heavy on that shit. I love yeah. Stan, but yeah, we know what the fuck he was doing. Well, that was still the, that was still the, the climate of the time, too. That was a, you know, they were worried about that. That's so. true, and it was a real fear. <laughs> But once the cold, once we kind of got out of the Cold War, then you start seeing writers start, you know, started humanizing the scrolls a little bit. Like, no, no, we're not all assholes. You know, they go to another planet, and the scrolls are just like, no, nah, we actually like humans. We don't fuck with anybody. You know, yeah. but but you know, you still got the super man, super scroll. He was actually like, they almost recruited him to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. 
like but he was just like nah like he actually became friends with star lord and shit like that like he wasn't even evil he was like cool you know and then when he like he helped out star lord they beat up some some dudes or whatever like that he was like nah we're, we're cool but you know we'll hang out later on so like that so he wasn't even like he wasn't even evil it was all about circumstance and that's how they were trying to make the crease scroll war it was all about circumstance like no neither side was like really really evil i'm just saying like they they, they maybe a couple of them could have been cool and like hey no and maybe you know <laughs> like, I, 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 and i see what you're saying i see what you're saying but the reason they really had to do it because they because people always people see the green lizard men and they're just waiting for them to fuck up and do some shit. So if one of them would have went bad, they're all bad. I hate to say that, but come on, we we know. Yeah. So that's the direction they were going with that. So basically, they had to humanize the scrolls as much as possible. Like we know the scrolls gonna pop up again. We know the scrolls gonna be assholes. But for this movie, they had to make it seem like the scrolls was on one accord, where none of them are assholes. Because if even one of them got out of line then the audience would have made it seem like, okay, they're all evil, just like I thought they were. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, if they do make a Captain Marvel 2, maybe that's what she's going to do. Maybe that's what she's been doing this whole time, you know, since the 90s. She's been up up, up there because of the Kree Skull War. Right, because she said she was going to go back to Holland trying to end the war, stuff like that. Maybe she did end the war. We don't know. Yeah. That's what she's doing until Nick Fury contacts her or whatever. Right. But at the same time, she should have known something was going on when she saw people like disappearing left and right and stuff like that. But whatever. Feel <laughs> <laughs> like it was all over the universe. So, uh, yeah. But that's my thing about the Kree Scroll War. Uh, oh, let's talk about let's talk about the Supreme Intelligence. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I forgot. Never. Mind. <laughs> okay. So I actually was disappointed in this because because in the comics the Supreme Intelligence is supposed to be this big green blob head looking thing. You know, so I was waiting for that. I was like, oh, when they say the Supreme Intelligence is going to be in the movie, I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to get some weird, wacky comic shit. And it's Annette Benning. Like, yeah, what's some weird shit? No. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really remember any of that. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed, but I, I guess I, I can get over shit like that. I don't nitpick just because they changed some shit up from the comics. If it's I mean, like, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I know I saw people bitching about some of the changes, and I'm like, man, whatever. They changed like, up a lot of shit. They changed up a lot of shit, but they kind of had to, because like I said, we've been talking about Carol Danvers. They really didn't know what to do. They just figured her out, like, in 2000s. So they had yeah. to rework her, you know. So yeah. I'm cool with uh, that. Now, as far as Annette Benny, who she was, that actually was surprising me. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Like yeah. Marvel. She was Marvel. Now, like yeah. I said, this is this is a gender swap, you know. Mm-hmm. For, for you comic skaters out there, so this is something you get butthurt over. So, yes, uh, Annette Benning is Marvel. She was in the comics, Marvel was the Cree science, blah, blah. I just said this shit 30 minutes ago. I hope your memory isn't, uh, listeners, that bad. <laughs> but yeah, so now she's an old lady and she's the Cree, and she was actually using the Tesseract to uh, build uh, basically, basically the same thing that uh, Thanos was trying to do in Avengers 1. You know, build a wormhole so she can send the scrolls to go wherever they want to go, you know. And it's kind of weird if you really think about it. Basically, Captain Marvel got her powers from the Tesseract. Yeah. And so so that's pretty cool. So and you actually see a lot of that, that a lot of the uh, Avengers get their powers, you know, from the uh, from the Infinity Gems one way or another. Mind Gem, Tesseract, whatever. Even Iron Man, like Howard Stark, basically, uh when he like retrofitted the the tesseract like he used the energy 
to for build his the arc reactor, and that's basically yeah. what Tony is. So it's kind of based on you know Tesseract energy. Yeah, yeah. But, but now we got a plot hole. Why the hell is a Tesseract on her spaceship? Yeah, I was kind of, and I meant you know I meant to watch First Avenger again, mm-hmm. just because I'm like, okay, so. When did they actually? When exactly did they dig out Captain America? Well, okay, they dig out Captain America. They did that Captain America in 2012. Okay, so how the fuck? Where and he had the tesseract with him. No, he didn't. Howard Stark found the tesseract, like back okay. in the 50s or whatever. Oh, just in the ice. In the ice, yeah. When he was looking for Captain America, they found the tesseract. And they were like, well, we still haven't found Captain America. Should we keep looking? He was like, yeah, keep looking. But they they never found Cap, but they found okay. Tesseract, so he had okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I thought Captain America went down with the Tesseract. Right. And so then they he, dug out Captain America, like, in 20-whatever. Right. And what I thought, but then this movie made it look like, oh, they had the Tesseract way before they ever dug out Cap. Right. So we get it in. Oh, and another thing, another Easter egg, I don't know most people realize, uh, Project Pegasus. Like, Project uh-huh. Pegasus was the original lab that, you know, Captain Marvel used to go to in comics. But Project Pegasus is also the lab in the in Avengers 1. You know, like, the lab they were in when Loki went out and yeah. started fucking up shit. That's the same lab. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, and, man, it was the same hallway and everything. So, I thought that was a pretty nice callback, you know. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. What do you think about the cat? I thought the cat was cool. Would have liked to see more of it, but sure. Somebody spoiled the shit out of me. I think they posted like a online. The cat was like turned into an octopus or some bullshit like that. Oh, is is that cat from the comics at all? Yeah, the cat is from the comics. But like I said, in the movie, the cat is called Goose. But in the comics, he's called Chewy. But does it turn into like a alien thing? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Okay. Just so I thought it was gonna be something like uh, like Lockjaw or some shit. But you know. I yeah, it's it's, it's some cat. It opens the <laughs> mouth up and does some stuff like that. So, what do you think about what it did to Fury? Yeah, I was a little eh about that. Um, especially since Winter Soldier mm-hmm. makes it sound like it was such a huge deal. Like, some huge betrayal happened. Last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Right. So, it made it sound like it was a lot more dramatic and fucked up right. for it to just sort of kind of nonchalantly fill in a blank, basically. You right, know? But, but at the same time, this is Fury. He he can be full of shit. So he could have just told them anything because he, he lies all the time. I mean, he, like okay. I said, it's like what Tony Stark said. He's a spy. He's the spy. His secret has secrets. So he would tell anybody anything they want to know just to get them to do whatever they want to do. Uh, just like he told, like he he didn't tell anybody that the cat clawed his eye out. He told him he was tortured by the Kree. You know, and okay. we give the information. So that's what he told them. So. Did you like that? Eh, I, I was like, whatever. Honestly, the <laughs> thing the thing that got me is that that whole thing felt like a plot hole. This thing, this movie creates a lot of plot holes. Because let's go back to Winter Soldier. Uh, in Winter Soldier, we see him talking to what's that guy, uh, Robert Redford, whatever his character was. He has two eyes, and they said they were like yeah. back in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, or something. No, it wasn't that early. That was like Iron Man, whatever like that. But anyway, he had two eyes then, and then they said that uh, in Winter Soldier, his name isn't even really Nick Fury. They said his name is Jacob Veach or some shit like that. 
mm-hmm. and he just his alias is Nick Fury. But in this one in the nineties, he's saying no. His name has always been Nick, Nicholas J. Fury. He's always been Nick Fury, and that's how it is. Because I've always I've, I almost started thinking that maybe it was like you know the James Bond theory that people just assume the identity of James Bond and it's another Doe 7 when the other one died and he just take over. I was thinking that's how they did Nick Fury. Okay, you know, yeah. just just uh, when a Nick Fury dies and Nick Fury takes over, uh, leaves the post, another Nick Fury steps in his role and goes from there. So that way they could explain like, okay, is there a white Nick Fury? Yeah, it was a white Nick Fury back in the 60s. But all this shit's out the window now. No, he's Nicholas J. Fury. That's his name. He was born with that bullshit. So that's the shit that actually pissed me off. Them getting clawed out by the cat, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, whatever. So, yeah, that's my thing with that. Um, trying to think. So we got to talk about that. We talked about that. Yeah, Jude Law, asshole. We knew he was gonna be that. Um, talk about Marvel. Did you like the fact? That, did you like uh, when she fell into the blockbuster movie, uh, the blockbuster, and then um, she like shoots Arnold Schwarzenegger the oh true the, lies the, the, yeah <laughs> shoots him shoots him like shoots the cutout cardboard poster or whatever of him mm-hmm. and then she's like walking through the action section and you see like yeah Schwarzenegger Stallone movies so that was one feminist sort of oh, nod, see, I didn't so. catch that I didn't catch yeah. that <laughs> that was one of them you know <laughs> toxicity yeah, or just this is a new action hero. Like this, it's always it's been dominated by male action heroes, and here's the female coming to Earth, and you know I am here. Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, it was some more feminist stuff, and also like remember when they were saying like, oh, they couldn't fly the planes because they weren't allowed because they were women. So Annette Benning or Marvel is letting them fly. You know, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff in there like that. But fall asleep. Hold on. Okay, so yeah, other stuff that went on. Oh, and actually, the '90s in general was I thought that was pretty cool, just because there was a lot of '90s callbacks. It kind of gave me a little nostalgia, a little bit, because I remember some of that stuff. Like you know, dial. Cause we kids nowadays don't know anything about that stuff. She actually had to pull out a map and read a map. You pull up a phone. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, the phone, the phone booth and shit. Yeah, dial up. She had to go to like an internet cafe with slow oh, ass they- dial up. When they were waiting for, was it the CD to load? Oh, that, that took me back. That took me back instantly. Because at first I was thinking, like, what, why the fuck are they waiting so long? And then I thought, about like, oh, they're waiting for the download. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting. <laughs> and I remember just the theater just busting out laughing. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn. Okay, so, yeah, that, that gave me nostalgia because I remember that like it was yesterday. You know, waiting for a sound, like a picture to download so long. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could talk about the end credit scene now. Sure. Yeah, like I said, we talked about the end credit scene, and basically it, was, it, it looked like a clip from Endgame, you know, where we got Cap. Cap has the beard. Uh, I think Banner was there. Black Widow was there. I think Rhodey was there. And it basically had the pager, and the pager was kept going off, going off. We don't know how much time has passed. It might have been months, years, whatever. And mm-hmm. the pager just died, and they just turned around, and Daryl Dam is just there. Like, it just pops out of yeah. nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like they're horror movies some shit. <laughs> where's nick fury and she got a she has a hairstylist in space she got a new hairdo <laughs> it was weird. and she got a new costume and stuff like that so okay you must be doing something i don't know oh hey she looks good fuck it <laughs> yeah she looks good uh kevin feige hinted at that maybe that wasn't the first time that uh you know Samuel jackson might have pressed that button oh okay you know but we don't know basically you know how kevin feige he always liked to you know 
just throw that shit out there just in case if he wants to go back to that well later on. So, uh, what was the second credit scene? I left after that. Oh, the cat. The cat puked up the the uh, tesseract. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Like, I'm glad I left. It's on. Yeah, it was a yeah. Cat's on Nick Fury's table or Nick Fury's desk, and it starts like that, that. That, and just which which up is another head, plot head. hole because wasn't the tesseract so hot that you couldn't hold it, and it could like burn <laughs> through whatever. I thought that was the power stone or whatever. I or don't the power. Know. It's one of these shits, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. Shoot, I, I I think we ran through as much of this movie as we can. Anything left we got to talk about on it? I mean, another gripe I had was the the choice of music. Um, I mean, it was '90s music. Yeah, but like I, they could have chose a like, especially the No Doubt song. I like went, uh, because I oh, hate that, that song. I think I think that song fucked that whole scene up. Yeah, and I went and I, and plus that was another feminist right in your face, just a big giant nipple in your face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, and I went no, and plus I hate that song, so I like I just, really I didn't recognize the song. I just knew it was yeah. some '90s shit, but I was like, why is that song here? It completely destroyed that scene. I mean, yeah. it was already a, a, a messy fight scene to begin with. It wasn't really clear what the hell was going on. Yeah, and the fact it's just one of those songs for me. Like whenever I hear the the note, the opening notes, I'm like, oh fuck this! I'll like turn the station. It was just <laughs> I I hated that shit. <laughs> and so when that song, yeah, when it when it played during that scene, I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, you know what, Eli? I just thought about something. Maybe Brie Larson has a point. Okay, now we're not we're not white dudes. News, sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not? What the fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah, unsubscribe. You've been lying to me this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, we're still coming at this from a male point of view. Now, I'm not saying we're not allowed to watch this movie. We can watch this movie. But at the same time, okay, we have, like, okay, opinion. your opinion is a little bit higher about this movie than mine was. But at the same time, this movie really was made for little girls. I like suppose. that that's really the target audience. Yeah. And I and, guess sure, you want to get you know, they want to go through the top 40 90s songs. Go ahead, you know. I mean, not it's not say that I oh, I'm a male and I'm not allowed to like no doubt because they're females or whatever or she was a female. No, I just didn't like that fucking band. Right. You know, but there was plenty of I, I listen to plenty of bands with just all girls, you know. Fucking Veruca Saw. Why didn't they have Seether? Right. You know, can't fight the Seether. <laughs> that would have been. Do- or well, like I, I wasn't really saying the, the the song choice. Just to, just like I said, the feminist, you know, undertones or themes throughout the movies, just in general, you know. I think, and and like I said, the, that's the reason Monica Rambeau was in the movie to begin with. Like we know it's an Easter egg for setting up, but her purpose in this movie alone was to be that. You know, that point of view character for the little girl, especially when Carol Danver, you know, high fives and it flies off shit like that. And she stares off in space like you can look at it like I want to be like her. Yeah. Oh, remember when she's choosing the colors of her suit? Right. Did you see the Nova colors? I didn't see the Nova colors. I, I missed yeah. that. Oh, you mean I like the going, really, oh, really I... ultra bright ones? or Like the, the yellow and the the yellow and the blue, like straight up Nova. Like I the missed Nova that. Core. I missed that. Yeah. I was like, I... hey, Nova. I did see she had like the old school Captain Marvel, like the original comic one in there. She had it for a while too. Yeah. Why the fuck she didn't do the uh, Miss Marvel one? Like just for Easter egg, you know, just pop up for a second. Like it was, it's right there. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Whatever. But 
that's the whole point uh monica rambo was there to be the point of view character for the little girl to you know to worship or look up to auntie carol you know yeah. and for other little girls you know maybe and that's the thing like i said when almost eli our opinion might not even matter on this movie no I mean, if a little girl, here's the thing. Like I said, we we you and I we argue over Black Panther all the time. Like I said, we I, I've almost banned Black Panther talk from this this podcast. <laughs> but like I said, we have different point of views about the movie, uh, and we talk about it at the same time. Like I said, when I saw the movie last year, it gave me a certain feeling about watching that movie about representation seen on that movie. Now, if a little girl watches Captain Marvel and she gets the same feeling watching that movie that I got from watching Black Panther. That's all that matters, I think. Yeah. yeah, that is all that matters. Yeah. We we keep saying that. I mean, remember Justice League. Right. You know, whatever we said about Justice League and however we feel about it, and everyone can bitch and moan all they want because that's what comic fucking nerds do is bitch. Right. <laughs> that's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I remember go, coming out of that theater, taking a piss, and these two little kids going, oh, that was so cool when Superman did this and blah, 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 blah. Like, these two little kids were in there, just fucking loved it. Loved it. Right. You know, and like, yeah, you know, that's what it's all about. Fucking kids, you know. Right. Inspiring kids, sparking their imagination, making them, you know, get, giving them something to live for and something to look forward to. And that's what it's about. You know, who gives a fuck what my, you know, old ass fucking thinks about, you know, this fucking right you know what i mean you know so so yeah so yeah like i said we gave our opinion on a movie and that's our opinion about it but yeah i'm i'm curious to like i said brie larson actually made a good point i'm curious to see what a like a female critic has to say about this movie you know if they if they have a different opinion from us you know yeah yeah i i yeah i i'd love to what what does i would love to see like what a little girl thinks of it yeah. yeah, I mean, you just go on Twitter and just see what they're saying. Because honestly, the little stuff I was seeing on Twitter, what they're saying was pretty interesting. They had a different opinion or a different insight of the movie than we did. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like uh, when, when at the end, when she smacked uh, Jude Law and she said, I don't have to prove anything to you. Like, a lot of them said, like, that, that line resonated with them. You know, they're like, okay, I don't have to prove. That's when I finally realized I don't have to prove myself to a man. You know, I don't have to do what they do. I can be myself. I'm like, that's interesting. So I'm like, cool. So, yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, the movie just came out. Everybody hasn't seen it yet. I think it's going to, it's going to, I think it's got legs. You know, the movie's going to continue from there. I don't know if I'll see it again, but, you know. And and, and that's why I I rated it as low as I did, because I really had no interest in seeing this movie again. Yeah. I put it on that Ant-Man level, like those type movies. It's, It's towards the bottom of the MCU movies to me, it's not the worst. They have some worse ones on there, but it's it's towards the bottom. It almost feels like a phase one movie when they were still figuring these movies out. Yeah, and like I said, I liked it way more than I thought it would, but then I went in with, like, my expectations were so fucking You low. You thought you were going to see Supergirl, basically. Yeah, I was like, like whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to see this shit because, it, like I said, it's Marvel movies, the MCU. It's episodic TV, you know? Right. <laughs> This is going to be one of those filler episodes till the cool episode comes on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, I'll go check it out. And I was like, wow, I enjoyed that way more than I thought I would. I had fun with it. Sure, I had, you know, some issues with it. But overall, I was like, that was a good time. I had a good time. You know? Okay. So let's average our score to 3.7. That's the bully score. 3.75. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Uh, shoot. Anything else so we can move on from there? I think we got it. I think we got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. We got our, our sister podcast, Geek Sav. Uh, we didn't do any comics this week, so if you want to hear uh, about some comic reviews, definitely go listen to Comic Cast. Uh, we also have this Geeks and Comics. We have Hoodoo TV. We have Valiant. We have Instruments of Destruction. And Gomer is geeking out about some Transformer comic that came out, so he's going to do a <laughs> two-hour episode just on that one. So uh, Next week, hopefully, I think Detective Comics 1000 will be out. That's right. Yeah. Maybe. So if that's the one, that's going to be our, that's gonna be our, our, that's gonna be our podcast. Period. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably just do that and that's it. It's going to be your favorite subject, Batman. Uh, <laughs> hey, I made you suffer to Superman last year, so I'm, <laughs> you might as well. <laughs> so, yeah, but that being said, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Batman! <laughs> 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 <laughs>